0: welcome to the channeling spirit virtual summit once again my name is daniel martinez Stahl. i am with nick rafter and we are in the eighth episode of season two um and so i'll let nick introduce himself and then we will go from there there's a couple things that i do want to add about um the conversation that nick and i had and and the reason that I invited him to be part of this conversation with us, um, and again, I'll uh, go into that after Nick introduces himself. So go for it, Nick. Thank you. Thank you, Daniel, for inviting me. My name is Nick Raffer.
1: Uh, Nick is short for Dominic. Curious. Um, I live in New York City, in the borough of Queens. Very close to JFK for of those who live in New York. Um, I am a realtor by trade. I used to be a journalist. Actually, am still a journalist, freelance freelance copywriter, and I have only recently discovered in the last six months my ability to channel experience and speak to those with have talk as and it's been an interesting experience, and a um, uh, still a lot of marketing that, that I'm going through every day, and so that's what I think Daniel is here to talk about.
2: Exactly, and so Um, As I've mentioned a couple of times throughout the season,
0: my initial intention for bringing people as speakers to the summit in season one particularly was bringing in people that had established a a mastery in their communication with spirit. Um, And as it turned out, this season, a lot of the people that were being referred to me either didn't channel in the traditional senses or like Nick in Nick's case has only recently started learning that he's able to channel. Um, and so I, I thought that this would be a beautiful um, conversation for us to have as a community. Um, Because this is part of why I've built this platform is not only
2: to be exposed to incredible energies. Um, but also to let people know that they're already channeling and they just don't realize
0: it and the more awareness that we give to that like kitty and i were talking about in the last episode the easier that communication flourishes um and so i wanted to have this conversation with nick about how did he find out and realize that he was channeling and more importantly which I assume is the case, he realized that he has been channeling for a long time, but just didn't label it as such. And so that's kind of the conversation that I wanted us to start with.
1: Yeah, so uh, I... Before I... I want to go a little to my background it's important to sort of understand that even though I've just recently started my ability to channel, I've obviously been doing it for many years, before. and that's that's something that, like, it's really struck me as I can think back to events that happened when I was 17, 18 years old, where I was clearly getting information from somebody who passed over, but didn't understand that's what it, it was coming from. And only when um, I was able recently to understand uh, what I was hearing, was I able to sort of make sense of it and, and know that it was channeling, is what I was going on. So um I grew up uh Catholic, Roman Catholic. And I think it's important that um and that's part of it because in the in the Catholic religion, um you do kind of connect to spirits not in a different way and and to the saints and, and people cross over. And I think a lot of my understanding of um, saints helped me understand um, channeling later on. And so, um, so that, that's where it started. It started you know, when I was a young boy in Catholic church, <laughs> you know, trying to speak and understand uh, stuff that, that the saints, for those who passed over, were trying to guide me with and um, values and stuff like that.
2: So what happened when it happened to you that you
0: realized? Wait, I'm channeling because you said that it was about six months ago. So what was that? What was that moment?
1: So it was about six months ago, and I would say what was happening was um, there was I was dozing off a lot, and and I wasn't sleeping, but I caught myself dozing, and, and as I was dozing, I was hearing either. Music or a voice or something that wasn't in, in the material world, either, or I was having sort of an aura or something. And actually, I, I panicked but I was actually having seizures. <laughs> and I went to the doctor to, to ask them what was going on. And they did do an MRI because I had, at the same time this was happening, I had been rushed to the hospital for hypertension. My blood pressure, I went, to, I went to a doctor's appointment, normal, my blood pressure was sky high. It was over 200, over 130 or something like that. And protocol was going right to the hospital. So I had gone to the hospital, for hypertension. They thought that I was on the verge of a stroke. And, you know, it, everything turned out fine. And so after that, when I started having these these moments where I was dozing off, I was worried that maybe that was an effect of whatever I went to the hospital, for. I had blood pressure. Um, turns out everything was fine. No problems, the brain waves were fine and everything. So I began to sort of like, whenever this would happen, I went to a meditative mode where I just want to listen and not be scared or be concerned or be paranoid. And that's what I realized I wasn't doing. Whenever these events were happening in the past, I was trying to step out of them
3: and get out of them and, and not
1: embrace them and, 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 see what was there. So I, I chose to embrace it and listen. And what I, what I heard or saw were, um, made no sense to me at all. And so in this case, it happened while I was in a work meeting with a colleague of mine who is of Nepali background. And what I what I saw was, um, was an avalanche, a snow avalanche. And I felt frigid, like really cold. I started shivering. And I looked at my colleague and I said, by any chance i didn't know she was the poly at the time so by any chance do you have a relative who died in an avalanche or passed in an avalanche and i don't know what made me say this like I, I literally can't can't even tell you that i i was thinking about saying it as i was saying it it kind of just came out and as i was saying it i, I my mind was like what are you doing why are you saying this and she looked at me with this, this stone cold eyes like total shock. And she looks at me and she goes, my, uh, my great-grandfather, my great, great-grandfather was a Sherpa who helped one of the earliest um, uh, uh, earliest climbers of Mount Everest and didn't die at Everest, but died in an avalanche during an earthquake on another mountain in all. And she was like, how did you know that? And I said, I don't know. I, I literally, all I saw was an avalanche, a lot of snow, and I felt very cold. And something clicked, and it wasn't even in my brain. It was something else. Maybe I think it was my heart, where I said, "Somebody's relative died in an avalanche here in this room," and, I meant, and I'm connected to that person, and I'm meant to say it. And so, what started to happen was I got more and more messages like that, and I was afraid to 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 to, to say them. So I thought maybe you know if if no one fit the bill. Maybe they thought I was like BSing or whatever. But I just started trusting it and saying, well, let me trust the information I'm getting. So I had another um, instance where I was at a friend's um, friend was hosting an event in her studio in the basement and I felt the presence of an older woman and she also channels um, and she's like, yeah, it's my mother. (laughs) And I knew immediately that's who it was. And also a little girl. And she says, yes, there's a little girl here as well. And so I began to realize that like I, I should just trust the information I'm getting and say it. So I began to, to connect with my old family members. And um, yeah, I connected with my grandmother, for instance. And my grandmother told me that she appreciated the tattoos, but she thought they were ugly, on one of my cousins. And I thought doesn't have any tattoos, What she's talking about. And it turned out that, that he actually got a tattoo a tattoo of um, the game triominoes, It's kind of like dominoes, but they're triangles. And they used, my grandma used to play with, with him in this game all the time. And he got the tattoo of the Tridominoes with her birth date and the day she passed on them. And I didn't know this. I had no idea he had, he had got this. And I, I sat there, I, I, you know—it was my memorial day weekend, I was sitting in the yard, and he took his shirt off and I saw the tattoos, and I was like, "Oh my god, <laughs> that's what he, that's what she was talking about." And so I began to sort of realize that, like, trusting the information that I'm getting, and like getting out of my own way, getting the doubts out of my way, um, and then I was able to do it better and better. And one of the hardest things is sometimes when I get messages, it's, it's times where I just I don't know when to how to control it or how to like say, "Look, I." Right now is not a time where, where I can do this. So, you know, I've I've been in, in in showings. I'm a realtor. And it actually is really hard when you're a realtor because you walk into a lot of these houses and apartments and there was so much spirit there. And especially in New York City, because there's so much history in these buildings. And they all want to talk to you and they all want to communicate through you. And you're trying to show an apartment. And you have three or four different spirits, you know, fighting for your attention. And you got to really sort of like, um, swap that away. So, um, learning how to do that has been, has been quite hard and I haven't yet figured it out, but I've just started to basically tell them like, like quietly tell them, you know, give them this like mental block from not now, let's talk later. Let's talk when, you know, there's a better time. If there's something to tell me, let's just deliver me. And, and, you know, so that's how I am starting to learn. Um. I'll be honest. It's. I mean, I, I guess we all, everyone here, has some experience channeling. So um, maybe you all know as well. I'm a little, still a little freaked out by it because it feels like sometimes it feels like I'm always being watched. So I don't know how to handle you know, when you're intimate with somebody and you know there are spirits there watching in the in the room and um, and stuff like that. So. It's still a little bit scary to me, but you know, I'm beginning to learn, and I'm beginning to realize that you know, this was a gift that I had years earlier, and I wish I knew I had it because I, I might have made better choices in life, or you know, helped other people make better choices if I knew and trusted the information that I was getting. So, that's been my experience. It's been about six months, been about five months, actually, and um, and yeah, and I'm learning.
0: So cool. Very cool. And so there's a couple of things that I want to, I want to highlight here. And again, for, for those of us that are learning to connect with Spirit or are recognizing that we already have a connection and are beginning to
2: find our way through that, a couple of things come up. Um, let me begin by saying I'm not a
0: teacher. I'm not an expert in any way, shape, or form. I'm just sharing what I've learned and what I've heard and what makes sense to me. Um, I will always talk about Jamie Butler. If anybody's interested in learning how to connect with spirit and how to work with spirit more uh,
2: effectively, I love her. JamieButlerMedium.com is her website. Um,
0: And she's got a number of different classes. And so I would highly recommend anything with her. Um, But anyway, one of the things that I've learned is... To have and to set your boundaries and your intentions and so one of the things that i hear time and time again i am not one of these people at least not yet i don't hear voices i don't come spirits don't communicate with me in that way yet whether or not they will or won't i'm told i will at some point
2: um but i've never had to set these kinds of boundaries but what i hear people that I
0: respect and people that have done this and have gone through this is about being very clear about what you're willing to do and not willing to do what you are okay with and what you're not okay with and the more clear you are with those boundaries and those that framework in which you create how you want spirit to engage with you they'll respect that. there have been times jamie talks about a, a situation where she was at dinner with her parents and a spirit was getting her attention and she was like i'm at dinner with my parents leave me alone and they became very insistent to the point where her mother recognized something and said somebody wants to talk to you don't they and she said yeah um and so her mother said go ahead and so it gave jamie that permission and jamie found out that this individual had a a niece or a granddaughter or somebody related to
2: him in that restaurant and he wanted to pass a message to her um and one of the things that I've heard
0: other people talk about as well is when they set the the, the boundaries they will add something like if this really if this is really life critical or really life urgent ping me three times so they've got these kinds of safety mechanisms within their own process where if this is something that's really, really urgent, even though I've set this frame, I've created this structure of I'm not available to be communicated with at this time, either because I'm sleeping or because I'm with, you know, I'm at work or, you know, whatever the case may be, whatever frame you create as a, as a boundary, you can always add like an escape clause. Where if it's really urgent, um, they can ping you three times with the same thing to kind of say, no, I really need to talk to you. And and again, it's your choice whether or not you you accept that or push that off until another time. Um, So those are the things that I've heard other people have done. Um, And the other thing that I want to bring up, and I'm curious to see what your experience has been with this, Nick, as well one of the things that I hear a lot from people that are playing in the space they're concerned about bringing in negative energies or dark energies or things of that nature I don't have that belief system or that idea or that perception Um, I work from a place where I'm very clear with my intention I'm very clear with my energy I know that my team is with me supporting me guiding me my higher self being a part of that, and they are the guardians, if you will, of my space. And in my intention, I have said that any energy that wants to communicate with me or through me needs to go through my uh, spiritual team, my advisors, my guides, my higher self. So they're the gatekeeper. Um, And so anything that comes to me or comes through me has already been vetted by my higher self and my spiritual team. And so these are things that I've set in place in my own in my own experience. Um but I would love to hear what you've done or or what your experience you've had with that.
1: That's interesting because I thought the same thing where I thought, oh God, I'm gonna get all these bad spirits that they're gonna just like torment me, you know, and, and harass me or something. Yeah. You know, and and one of the things that 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 I understood was I do have a team as well. And you're talking about the team. And I I see that team working with me. It's it's My fiz- it, two grandmothers, who I know are like the managers. As it's a lot of spirits who I don't know. I've not, I haven't met yet or don't know yet. I assume they're relatives I've never met or there are other people who I've never met who are somehow involved in my life. But yeah, I, I, I sense that that team is there as well. And what's interesting about that is that I was sort of reassured by some of that those spirits that this won't happen or if it does happen, it won't be what you think it is. I did get very recently a a spirit which was a woman in extreme distress um, that had been assaulted and murdered and wherever I was at in time and was really like, please, you have to help me. You have to help me. And it was extremely distressing, but I will say that <laughs> the the rationale behind it, after I, I channeled with her a little bit, was a positive one. It was that she was wanted, you know, whoever it was that I was supposed to reach out to, and I haven't figured out who it is yet. And and you know, she's she's guiding me towards that place to know that she's at peace because the people who love her don't know where she is. She's, yeah, you know, so it's a really, I, I feel incredibly um, responsible with that, where it's like, why me? Why my responsibility? And I don't know who I'm supposed to discuss this to yet. Maybe it's up here. I don't know. Um, but it's not, it ha, that hasn't been a negative experience. That's, that, that's been a little more positive. And I think, in her case, I think she just recently passed. She's sort of no weird place where she doesn't know. And this is helping her transition as well. So having experienced that now, I'm less afraid of some of the bad stuff. Because I think, you know, if if that's the bad stuff that I'm gonna to have to deal with, then it's okay. You know, I'm okay with that. Um but it was distressing at first because I, I heard cries that was like I don't want to be here. I don't wanna, you know, this is not a place that I feel comfortable, but I just you, know, you got to roll with it you got to really understand that this is not something that's negative it's, it's it's something that exists I believe um for positive reasons and I think that the, that's the reason why I I don't say it was chosen but why she was allowed for it because it was it was to give me a positive experience
0: yeah yeah so there's a couple things that that I want to add to that um and i will i will mention your your comment angie and there's also a question that came through uh directly as well that i'll get to um if you are learning to connect with spirit and something comes forward that makes you uncomfortable you can always put a stop to that and do it with love and compassion it's you know and to yourself as well it's like you know what i I don't know how to deal with this. I don't want to deal with this. This isn't what I what I what I what I'm interested in or what I signed up for or whatever the case may be. Or you can just say simply, thank you very much, but not interested. You know, um, I remember when I was little, my my I was talking to my mother about, you know, what if uh like an unwanted ghost comes to my experience or whatever. And what she said to me has always stuck with me and it's shifted as my understanding has changed but what she said to me was you can always say in the name of jesus or in the name of god leave me alone so you can always empower the energy of life to empower your request um but there's an element there as well where similar to what nick is saying i know that because of the intentions that i have set and the The boundaries that i've created in the way that i want spirit to engage with me um there's a space where i know that if i have an experience with an energy that might seem uncomfortable or dark or something that makes me react in that way there's a reason for that to come through there's nothing that happens to me that i don't allow at a certain level and i know that and i trust that and so that could be a lesson or a learning that i need to go through um i mean, i know and and a lot of people will talk about how as our light becomes brighter we are going to advertise that we are a bright light and energies will see that from very far away and will be attracted by that, and attracted to that. And that's the nature of us becoming brighter lights, you know, metaphorically speaking, it it makes sense, as the brighter you get, the more, the easier it is for for you to be found. Um, And so there's an element of that, again. But I want to emphasize this, that you are the creator of your own creation, you are in charge of your own experience, you are, you are divine energy. It, this isn't you know you're some small little measly you know tiny human and all of these things are happening to you and you can't control it no you know it, live into and step into the fact that you are divine source energy and what does that mean is that you can dictate and create whatever experience you want to create um and what you want to allow or don't allow into your experience i think that's actually the important lesson that you have to
1: emphasize that
0: the I,
1: I struggle generally in life with lack of control over things. I don't like not being in control of stuff. And this what was terrifying about this when I first figured it out was can I control it? Can I manage it? And then if I can how? And that's been the lesson I really you know, I, I hate to compare it to running a business, but I run my own business. So, you know, it kind of feels like some of the same rules apply you know, where you know, I joked with a spirit the other day that I have office hours. And I find that I, I connect with a lot of comedic people who cross over. And so he was, so the spirit was like, okay, welcome back in the office hours. I'll, you know, I'll come out, I'll bring some coffee. Like, you know, like, that was a joke. And, um, and that's made me feel a little more confident. I also realized another thing that I have started to realize this is I'm, I'm beginning to connect with people who have just recently crossed over. Some of them know that they cross over, and you know, just giving me this. I'm here, and I'm fine. Message. Um, my a, a lifelong friend of mine lives about uh, uh, 500 miles away. Um, his husband just passed away last week. Very random. I mean, he wasn't ill. It wasn't deathly ill. It was extremely sudden. And I didn't know about it at first because we posted on Facebook, I was on vacation in Florida, and I wasn't aware of it. But I kept smelling his cologne. And I was like, "Oh, that's Jimmy's clone. Like, that's a clone that doesn't Jimmy wears." And, I, and I, I, I mean, it was a clone. We probably smelled more of very often, so it wasn't terribly surprising. But I was in weird places, like you know, in a bathroom, and I was, you know, uh, in, in the car, and I was like, "Hey, that's this clone." And then I saw people on Facebook that he had passed away, and so I saw it again that night, and I said, "I know you're here. You know, I knew he was there." And, you know, the message was just simply, I wasn't sure if you were aware. You know, I crossed over. I was met, you know, when I crossed over by, by my father and, and my aunts and I'm safe and I'm comfortable. You know, just know that I'm fine. And that was the message. That was it. And I, I didn't know whether I should tell his husband about it. I ended up telling him. He was extremely comforted by it. Um, so that worked out fine. But I, that was an experience, I think that was the same experience I had with a woman, but these were people who recently crossed over and were just trying to kind of like, who do I reach out to just to know, you know, what happened, you know, and, and that I'm okay. Um, one experience I had before even going to channel was, I thought it was a dream, but now I'm realizing it's probably me channeling the spirit. My grandmother passed extremely something in 2013. She was fine on July 3rd. She passed away in July 3rd. And it was very sudden. No one had to really say goodbye to her. My mother wasn't even in the state. She was away. And it, it, it was traumatic for all of us. And about a week after she had passed, my grandmother was personally person who worry about that. She was like, ooh, no one got to say goodbye. I was laying in bed and I heard her sort of go, you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Like I heard her voice. And I, I, I woke up and I just screamed out. It's all right, we're all okay, we're gonna be okay. And then I was like, I was like, what was that? Like it just without knowing it. And I went back to bed and it was like, Oh, I dropped a grandma or whatever. And now I'm realizing that she was at that time, she had just crossed over. I don't think she understood that she really crossed over So it happened so suddenly. And she was trying to reach me. And I didn't understand that I would have the ability to do this. And and it was I think she was getting really frustrated. And I, I've, I've kind of had conversations with her since I've been channel where she's acknowledged that's what was happening, where we were both unaware that we had the ability to connect with each other and we were frustratingly trying to, like, you know, dialing the phone and trying to figure out how to connect. And um, and I think that that was, like, one of those things that, looking back now, shows that I had the ability to do this years earlier and didn't know it. It wasn't at that level yet. Um, you know? friend of mine that I work with, that I do uh, Reiki sessions with, tells me all the time, well, you weren't at that vibration. You, know, you weren't there yet. And you only got there the last year. And so um, so that's how I understand it. And I think that for, for a lot of people who are new at this, maybe they might look back and see that they're actually not new at this. They're just new at understanding
0: realize that i'm speaking sorry i realized that i was muted i want to shift gears a little bit uh there's a question that came in um that says hi nick trusting yourself is so difficult for me at least how did you overcome this and know what messages were not just your mind but coming from others and once you started trusting did that reinforce your quote-unquote knowing i'm not sure
2: what you'd call knowing or whatever yeah i think when i understood the question how are you not making up your head? How are you not not just making this up? For me,
1: it really was about not even thinking about it. Not even thinking, is this this information that I just making you up? I don't think... think, uh, The type of information that I get from channeling spirits are so specific and so in-depth that I don't think the most creative brain could make it up on the spot. And so that's one of the reasons why I trust it. So, for example, the case with my coworker in the avalanche—you know—I'm a writer and I'm a creative writer and I do write stories. But this, this whole thing about a man, in Nepal, avalanche, snow, freezing to death—it just I couldn't have brought it all together that quickly, you know, and created that story. So something had to be telling this. There had to be some reason why all of this information coming brain at one time. And so now I now that's how I think about it. I think about it as, well, I'm, getting, I'm connecting with the spirit. I'm getting all of this information. It's very specific. It's extremely in-depth. So while it's very personal, my mind just isn't... My, my mortal mind doesn't have the capacity to make all that up in this little amount of time. So, that, so I trust this is the spirit telling me this. Now, sometimes I... I and recently I've had, had experiences where I where I am channeling a spirit, I'm talking to somebody who I think affected that spirit, and um they go, no, that's I, I don't know anything about that. And I say, well go, you know, figure it out, know, see if there is a connection there, because I'm pretty sure there is. And then they go home, they find out that, you know, I was channeling their great uncle Tom, who <laughs> no one in the family wanted to talk about you know, in one case, because he was gay and died of AIDS, no one wanted to, you know, bring that up. And so that's uh, more than the more that I end up being, I hate to say right, the more that I end up realizing that I'm the information I'm getting is real, the more that I trust it when I hear it the next time. Because I I, I can hear it, I can, I know immediately it's not something that I'm able to make up in my head. So something has to be genuine about it. And, you know, I just give it out. I mean, it really is one of those things where it's like, which among, you know, there's an SNL skit about this where they make fun of me and they're like, which one of you had the grandfather choking the meatball bar? You know? Um, it is sort of like that, where it's like somebody in this world is connected to somebody who played the ukulele on his front porch in the rain. You know, like, that kind of thing. And it's like, Oh, by the way, I, I didn't make that up. That actually was a, a spirit that I connected to when I was down in Florida. Um, and I'm sitting there going, well, how would I just make that up? Like, in my mind, that, that in that small second. Somebody's connected to somehow. And I just I just throw it out there and say, you know, is it you? Is it you? <laughs> and it's usually somebody or it ends up being somebody. I've had people come back to me and say, I didn't even know about that. So you told me. I asked my father and he confirmed it you know, and so I think that's the biggest thing you need if it's information that you think you don't have the moral capacity to create you know, then it's a message, and I think a lot of um, what we do create in our mind comes from sources, so from spirits as well, I'm a creative writer I've written a novel, I've written several short stories, and now I believe that some of those stories were channeled to me by spirits and I'm telling their story you know, and no one, like it's fiction obviously because their <coughs> story isn't widely known and they're not putting a name to it but they know that I have the ability to channel them, they know they have the ability to write a story and so they're saying finally somebody can tell my story you know, um, and so that's, that's what I'm starting to think that—that that's yeah. why I'm so great at creative writing that's why I'm a writer, that's why I'm a storyteller because it's the spirit just channeling it through
0: that's cool and so there's a couple uh, comments that I want to bring up that are in the uh, in the chat thread. Um, and she talks about how the intention we set is so important for what we are open to receiving. We are more powerful than we remember. We can always set parameters for communication that are safe and comfortable for us. And it reminds me of a conversation I had with a friend of mine when I was living in Singapore that was beginning to connect with
2: spirit. And spirit was people that had crossed over were harassing her during the night and she
0: wasn't able to sleep and she this is her language you know they were harassing her and and i just kind of said well why don't you just tell them that you're sleeping and that they can't come and and it's it, and it it sounds really simple but it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that it's you know being clear on what it is that you're willing to accept and what's comfortable for you and what isn't um, they'll respect that. Um, I don't know what a psychopump is, uh, Jillian. Um, if you want to, uh, there's a comment here. You might also be a psychopump. I don't, I don't know a what psycho- that is. Can you hear me? Yeah. A
1: psychopump is a bridge between this world and the, the spirit world. Oh yeah.
0: Okay. So you're,
1: you're creating a light. So you're basically based the grim rape. You're <laughs> um, you're not you're not actually the Grim Reaper, but you know the psychopomps. You know, yeah. So we have carried them across. We hold okay. their space.
0: So, so it's you assist in there. So there's a, a friend of mine who is, um is. We're told that she works energetically with a, a member of her family that specializes in helping people to cross over. This is all at the energetic level. And so she, my friend, is learning to develop that skill set because it's something that she's interested in. I had a session recently where I was working with uh, one of the speakers from season one, actually. Um, And I was told that as my light has become brighter, I'm attracting a lot of energies that need assistance. And because of my protection, I've created like a sphere around me and so they're all collecting on the outside of the sphere and that energy was beginning to impact me and so what we did was invite my team to help them transition um, and to do whatever it is that they need to do and again this was confirmed in my next practice session with my friends while we were channeling Uh, Maitland who I talk about all the time confirmed that They're helping me do that. They're helping me clear the accumulation of energies that are coming towards me for assistance and guidance. And I'm not even aware of this. I'm not even conscious of this. And this is all happening kind of behind the scenes, um, which I think is really cool to to even think about. Um, Caroline mentioned sometimes you must call upon the ascension team of angels to help the soul move on say that you send them with love talking to them with love is where our greatest power lies calling upon jesus is also very powerful yeah so we can always you know we can always ask for assistance from the the angelic realm uh jesus and magdalena are always available as well to to help and assist with the love that they represent um so angie's got a couple comments here which I'm going to read out because I think that it's it's going to lead me to a really important point. Um, perhaps it would be helpful for Nick to set up a relationship with a guide to assist him with these mediumship-like experiences. He doesn't have to be doing this work on his own. Um, and the reason that I'm reading this out is because I want everybody to recognize that we are all on our respective path, and we will always be guided towards the
2: people that will help us if we are interested in connecting with that help Um, and it doesn't need to be gender specific which I'm bringing up for
0: a really weird reason because I had a friend of mine tell me that I needed to find a male spiritual guide and I've never bought into the whole male female distinction um my guide became jamie butler who's a female and she came into my life um i was actually told that someone was going to come into my life to help me out and a few months later i i learned about uh the channeling course that she offered and instantly it was a it was an obvious uh yes for me um follow and connect with the people that resonate with you um trust that you will be presented with people that will help you along the journey when you are ready for that and interested in that um and use your own discernment and if you start going down a path that you realize or recognize doesn't quite resonate with you feel free to step away from that path and go somewhere else there was value in that recognition um and uh, so, Nick, just out of curiosity, how have you, following up on that comment, how have you connected with your team um, to help you and assist you along this journey, both physically well, and I, spiritually?
1: I, I've had regular, I hate to say meeting, regular channeling sessions with sort of like my grandmothers about you know what is what is going on? What is this? Was yeah? You know, I almost say the earliest example of this. Um, one of the one of the reasons why I think I developed disability or, or recognized disability is about five years ago. I had I, I've always been, been anxious and had suffered from anxiety spells, and I had this weird anxiety attack, debilitating anxiety attack over death. I had no reason for it, but I just thought to myself. You know, what happens when you die? And I began to doubt everything that I believed, and wonder if it's just oblivion or just like eternal blackness, staring the blackness for the rest of eternity. And that's what scared me. And I had this moment where I said, um, I was writing it down in the journal. I was saying, you know, I wish someone from the other side would tell me about what what death is like. What happens? Because what what, what confused me. Was the idea that you'd be reconnected to loved ones when you die, right? And the reason why that confused me is I thought, well, my grandmother is reunited with her loved ones. That will include her grandmother, her grandmother. How far back does that go? You know, it doesn't make sense to me that we will all be connected with our ancestors going back thousands of years. That's a lot of people, and so that threw me into a, a massive anxiety attack over what is death, what happens when you die, and all that stuff. And I was writing down the journal and I said, maybe in you're connected to people passed on in the afterlife who you want to be connected to. But that's not the same um, realm. So I might see you in the afterlife, you might like see me. We can exist in different realms. You know, because and so I thought to myself, so well if that's the truth, I wish I could get a sign. And the moment that happened, I saw a shadow go by. <laughs> and scared like living crap out of me, and I thought, well, that was the sign, and so that actually helped me deal with my anxiety. And so that was years ago. And so now, connected to what your question was, when I connected my reverence, I asked for some sort of sign and some sort of like signal that they heard me, or or I'm right or I'm wrong or something else. And the signs usually come in the form of um. Certain words, or, or colors, or letters, or, or foods that I know are them connected, or songs, especially music, and um, and that's usually what happens. If I don't get a sign from them, then I know that we have to go back and talk about this again. So that's what that's how I think we through these these weird signs and signals. so I think you know one example is I was having a conversation with my grandmother about how to handle. I'm getting more children than I ever had before, and 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 children is a little scary because, I mean, actually, the children I connect to, like they know they passed over and they're fine with it, they're kind of whatever they are, but it's scary because somebody's somebody lost this child, know, I connect to them to their living mother. How do I do that? Like you know, so I said to my brother, I said, you know, when I connect to children, should I ask about? Their, fa- their family or, or or like or how they died, and I got a resounding no from my grandmother. Like, no, don't even touch that issue. Don't even ask that issue. Let them talk to you. And I kept going back and forth. So I just let them talk and I asked any questions, and that was resounding like yes. And so that's how I dealt with like figuring it out with my team. And um, and there's somebody on the team that I don't know who they are. I guess they go over the time and meet them. Who was kind of like in charge of dealing with children. So, children try to connect with me. They're the ones kind of the gatekeepers. And so, I kind of just go, you know, person in charge, guide me through this meeting. Um, and so, that just dropping down. And ever since I've done that, I've started to connect to more and more children who, um, who really, I mean, I haven't had any who were like, oh, you need oh I want to find my mom I'm okay it's mostly people kids who are just like you know hi I'm here in, in the other world you oh, know it's so cool I saw my dog and all this other stuff and um and that's been kind of cool because what I've been finding is that children really do well when they get crossword they're actually in, a, in everyone that things is in a really good place and it's been so encouraging to know that because it's really hard to, like, hear about children who pass on, you know. And, and you wonder, like, where are they and, and where, what are they doing? it's like, I've seen a lot of, like, really happy pastel colors, really happy, like, circus music, um, like, cartoonies, just a really, like, joyful place where these children are. And so that's been a really good
2: experience, too. And that's my team has allowed me to have that experience. Yeah, it's Not very cool. Up. So one thing that I wanted to kind of mirror to what, what Nick has just been sharing with us is we can always ask our team for guidance and we can also ask the other person's team for guidance as well,
0: which is something that I've been learning as well. As, as I do the spiritual regressions with people, I know that their team is helping me figure out where to facilitate the direction of the session, what questions to ask, what to emphasize, what to dig a little bit deeper into. I know that part of that intuition on my part is coming from their team or their higher self. And so again, I'm going to re- re-emphasize this. Whenever I talk about my spiritual team, I'm always including the higher self within that, within that description. Um there's a comment that Angie makes that I want to highlight as well. Uh she makes a comment about how our imagination oftentimes is misunderstood as fantasy and that imagination comes from source. The way that it's been described to me which I really like is that our spiritual intuition and our imagination are utilizing the same framework. They're working within the same energy. And so we use our imagination in order to connect with our spiritual intuition, and our spiritual intuition communicates to us through our imagination. And so there's, there's a relationship, an integral relationship
2: between those two aspects of our, our experience, which I really like playing with. Um, and um, yeah, so anyway, beautiful.
0: Um, anything else that uh, you guys want to share or want to ask or or um, want Nick to go into into deeper what I would love to do in the meantime Nick is um as always I like putting people on the spot a little bit. Um, I know that we've been talking a lot about kind of your process and your journey of learning how to how to relate to all of these
2: new experiences in your life I would love to, ask your team if there is something
0: that they would like us to discuss or if there's something they would like to share with us?
1: Uh, actually, I'm glad you ask that question because I, I asked that question before I came on the show. Is there something that I, that I should focus on as a I think one of the things that um, I was inspired to share from the team was about the children. I think that you know, it's important that everyone understand that when children pass on they go to a really good place positive place where the experience for them is not scary it's not weird it's like it's almost as if they're dropped like mcdonald's pay play place you know they, they they are taken care of they are nurtured they are um and they're in a very Positive, uplifting, joyful place, and I think that I think I don't know if anyone in, in the chat maybe had that thought like what happens with children, but that's I was inspired to sort of share that um, from the team. The other thing that I'm getting from them is that most people have the ability to chat, it's just a matter of like learning the extent of your ability or getting to your place your um, your right vibration to be able to do it. And there are people who don't want to do it. Who just don't want to have the responsibility. And that that's okay. I think that's another thing that they've been telling us. Because I, I've been hearing, like, you know, we, we try to tell people, like, hey, you can talk to us. And they just like, I really, I can't. I can't do this. This is, this is not something that I want to be involved in. Um, but I mean, I, I can speak for my own experience. It's, it's a great experience. I, it's helped me deal with my mortality in a completely different way, where even though I'm 39, so I'm not, not looking to die anytime soon, um, where I don't fear what comes after this any, at all, really, anymore. I, mean, I, I sort of fear the physical mortal pain of dying, and, and, but not going over. I mean, it's not... You don't go over alone. You're never alone. And that's, I think, for a lot of people, I know for myself, the scary thing about death is the fear of having to do it alone. Going to a place where you are just alone. There's no one there. And that's just the end of your existence. And it's it's not that at all. It's, it's definitely, once you pass over, almost like arriving at a a red carpet where you are welcomed into this next life by a lot of support, love, and, and uh, yeah. And, and you know, if it happens suddenly, it can be a little scary, but you will be able to connect with people who will help you through. And I think that I think that you know, I, if if you're if you're new, to, new like me to to challenge through it. You have to understand that you, that you do have, and I don't know if it was Angie who said this or Caroline, you are helping you cross over. I think that the more that I connect to people who recently cross, the more that I realize um, I'm helping them through through this experience. I'm guiding them down that red carpet. I'm one of the people that I don't think I'm the only one doing it, but I'm, I'm, the, I'm one of the mortal people guiding them down that red carpet. And so you know, it's a responsibility. And it's a privilege, really. I mean, I think that's that's the first time I said that (laughs) about it. But yeah, I think think it is a little bit of a privilege, a little bit of an honor to be able to to do that. Even when I think about some of the dark stuff that I've I've channeled, some of the scary stuff, to be able to sort of help somebody through that experience is, you know, Makes me feel happy. That makes me feel good that you know my coworker had her, her great grandfather died in college,
3: and she was able to
1: that made her day. You know So yeah, it is it is a very uplifting experience.
2: And there's a couple things that that I want to add to that as well, Nick. um
3: let me start with the last thing that you that you that you shared um
2: i am not if you guys hear thunder in the background i've got a a storm that's that's
0: that's with us yeah um the i am not interested in and i don't want to say it that way i don't feel myself being drawn towards helping people cross over as such having said that and (laughs) it's very funny carolyn um having said that whenever i come across an animal that's been killed in roadkill i always give a little bit of a mental prayer or energy to assist that in that energy to go wherever it needs to go whenever i hear of someone that's died I always send love and energy towards that individual to help them transition and go through whatever it is that they want to go through. I've always done this since I was a a kid. Um, Whether or not I'm going to have energies come to me to help, for me to help them transition physically, I'm not sure if that's really in, in, in my design for this lifetime. Clearly, it's something that Nick has chosen in his experience. Um, and so again, you can consciously and willingly choose how you want to engage and what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. Um, I know people that something that Nick said earlier, I know people that do not want to trans channel. They have no interest in that, but they do what I refer to as conscious channeling and they're happy to do that. And so, however it is that you want to, again, set your, your parameters, um, please do so. Um, there was a couple things that you said that I
2: wanted to highlight as well, Nick. um
0: Let's see if they come
3: back. They disappeared on me No nope, not coming. it'll come back at some point um.
0: It's always funny when that happens to me. My mind just goes blank. Um, so, Nick, thank you for, for sharing your, your journey and your experience. Um,
1: a lot of new experiences happened just in the last hour. I thought I would add that. But a lot of new kind of clicks happened as I was talking about it.
0: Yeah. So, just part of that. I mean, part of, you know, people talk about how teaching others or talking to others we learn through the process because we connect with we connect dots while we're trying to figure out what is wanting to be said. And or, you know, again, since we're talking about channeling, we're gifted with information that is new to us in a new way of describing what it is that we're happening. So we start kind of connecting dots within our own experience. And our team
2: is is helping us to connect dots, um, which is a really cool relationship. Um, There's something that I wanted to focus on uh, with regard to our our individual path and our journey. Um, Again, there's no right path or wrong path. And
0: I think that the underlying message that I'm kind of hearing from this conversation with Nick
2: is to trust in yourself, to learn about how to create a frame around
0: your experience so that you're comfortable learning and exploring, knowing that that frame will shift as you expand, that frame becomes flexible and it will be more inclusive as you grow in your own uh, ability to connect with yourself and your team and with others. Um...
2: Yeah. Oh, yes. Angie, Angie brings something up uh, as well. Um, which is something I wanted
0: to, to bring up. Um, you mentioned children and the importance of recognizing that children are going to a place which is a beautiful place, for lack of a better way of saying it. And it reminds me of the fact that we place a lot of judgment, our society has placed a lot of judgment on death mm-hmm. and of what that means and of the meaning of losing a child. and because there's so much meaning to the death of a child, we give it a lot of importance, like, oh my God, this is a tragedy. The death of a child is not any more so or less of a tragedy than the death of someone that's lived 100 years. It's, it's just a transition from physical form to, to back to their energetic form. Um, and, but we've given things a lot of meaning. And so whatever meaning you have given to the experience of life and death, Inevitably, your life will enforce that and provide you with areas to work through
2: those perceptions, um, yeah. and so.
1: Yeah, I think it's I think it's also important to to know that children pass on because their work here was complete in that short amount of time, and they've left a they've left some sort of you know um, imprint. Like my neighbor actually lost a child. She gave birth to child. Child died two hours later, and she struggled with, well, "What was the point? What was the point? He only lived two hours." And recently, they moved. They bought a they bought a new house. They have all this stuff. They had a child, and she realized that his legacy still carries on. This many years after, longer than he's lived. And I told her, I said, "Well, that was the point, right? That was the point." And so. Um, being able to understand that, that you know, we all are here for whatever reason we're here. And some some of us do that in a matter of hours or days or weeks or years. Some of us it takes decades or a century. And it's just a matter of you know, what, what's in the cards for us. It's no more, you know, it's not as if a child dies at five years old still had so much left to do and didn't get to do it. No, they would hear about
0: those five years years they were supposed to be here to do what they had to do To do, to do what they had to do and also to engage with the people in a way that was agreed upon and so as again as i play with this whole space of reincarnation life between lives past lives and spiritual regression spiritual journeys time and time again we're reminded that and this goes back to to um and she's comment, which I'm actually going to read out. An earthly child may have an old soul, and and very much so. A lot of times, individual souls that are very advanced will agree to come in for a short period of time to help somebody with a lesson of loss or of attachment or of letting go or of love or whatever the lesson is around the the short life and death of of their child or of a loved one and we never know what that relationship is and what the meaning behind that is um but again this is a reminder to all of us that you know death isn't what we ascribe to it uh in in our societal understanding of it and one of the things that i've learned in the last couple of years is my perception of suicide has changed where i used to think negatively upon suicide and i've heard stories that in the spirit world, if you commit suicide, you know, of course, there's no judgment, but they're going to send you, you know, you're going to want to come back and continue with the lessons that you were working on and all of these ideas, which now I don't believe anymore. Suicide is just another choice point for transitioning away from the physical form back into the energetic form. And it doesn't have to have the the stigma or the dogma associated with oh my god, it's a suicide. It's just another. It's just another another exit strategy that, for whatever the reason, we have chosen either for our own experience or for the experience of of others. Um, and so there's this shift that I've gone through in my understanding of life and death, and also the meaning that I've attached to the death of children or to the death caused by suicide or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It's interesting that the more we look in this direction, at least in my experience, that changes and that shifts there's a a perspective that becomes more expansive, more inclusive of a bigger purpose um without the judgment and and critique and criticism that our society tends to 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 put forward um a couple comments that i wanna I want to kind of highlight here um Jill says, This is a fantastic conversation. Nick, why do you think everything kicked in five months ago that you started channeling so much and so regularly? I am also from New York. By the way, love the message about children. This is not anything I have heard before.
1: I really think it was an arbitrary timeline. I think it just that's when I hit the vibration and the hit to be able to understand what, what this was. It just happened to happen. In early 2022. I mean, I think the work I did through meditation and through um, chakra balancing and healing that I've done uh, through the pandemic got me there a little faster. I think that I did a lot of um, spiritual work during the pandemic I was not able to work. That, I think, helped me get to that position quicker than maybe I would have. I, mean, I would have never gotten there at all in my lifetime for that. But I think that that's just when I hit that 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 moment, that, hit, that vibration where I was able to finally understand what this was. It just happened to happen five months ago. I think it was a special thing about the date, but I will say that I think the pandemic helped me get to a place where I was able to hit that 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 place, to get to that place. And and I might never have gotten there. confident the, the Well the
0: Well, I think that this is a really interesting co- topic to, to bring up and to highlight because as I said earlier, we're all we're all on a different path. And there's no judgment on one being better or or worse than another. You know, I, like I've said before, have been a very slow learner with regards to connecting with and understanding my energy and my connection with source and my connection with my team. Um, there's others like Nick that I, I'm friends with that, you know, from one day to the next, something happened in their experience and all of a sudden they're able to communicate and hear things and see things and it's like an awakening happened an awakening moment happened to them and i think that a lot of this comes back to the choices that we made as we were planning our life you know like nick said his energy was ready at that time for that to happen and it felt like a choice point like it was like it it, like it was almost like predestined or pre-designed where once he gets to a certain point in his own development, boom, these gifts are going to become visible to him. Some people talk about how they spontaneously remember a past life, or yeah. an alternate life Let me use that phrase because again, the idea of timelines plays with another conversation altogether. They'll remember an alternate life where they had a specific skill set, and in remembering that, that they bring that skill set into this life. I've heard of that happening before as well. Um, there's people, um, I've been directed by one of the other speakers this, this season to learn more about the kundalini energy. You know, time and time again, I've heard people spontaneously have awakening moments as this kundalini energy becomes, they become aware of it within their system. Um, and so there's, there's a lot of kind of different ways in which we wake up and remember who we are and what we are and the role that we're here to play and part of that is also the role that we are choosing for ourselves i mean a big part of my own development i believe the reason that it's slow is so that i can bring people along my journey and so that i can understand the nuances of what happened in my journey so i can describe it to others in the way that i do Whereas if it was just one of those spontaneous things, I'm like, well, it just happened to me. It can happen to you too. It's not going to have the same value if I'm helping people to connect with themselves for me to say, just trust that it'll happen to you. You know, for me, my experience, my journey is, well, let me tell you about what I've learned through my very slow process and the things that I've uncovered and things that I played with to see if that something there resonates with you. And so I think that that's a really interesting, uh, you know, subject and topic that you bring up, Nick, about how this just kind of happened and you felt ready. Um, And I don't, um, I'm, I'm sure that the pandemic and the introspection and growth that you did as a result
2: of that led you to be ready for that to happen when it did.
3: Yeah, that's very true.
0: Um, When we get here to Earth, we forget we made a plan for this lifetime. Yeah, very much so. I mean, it's, and that's one of the things that, that we're getting into a position in our experience of life, or so I'm told, and so I believe, where the veil between the afterlife and our current life becomes thinner and thinner and thinner. And there's children that are being born where that veil is very thin or even non-existent. Um, And those of us that are living through this transition are going through that transitional period physically and emotionally, spiritually, energetically. Um, And so it's really, I think that that's a big part of our process is remembering who we are. Um, I'll talk about time and time again how I am learning to recognize that I am Source Energy, and that is really hard for me to recognize as a human because I'm just Daniel in this body. I'm not source. I'm not the one that created the sun and created the earth and created the universe. And But yet at some level, I recognize the truth of that statement. And so for me, it's about bridging that and leaning into that direction. Um. And I agree with you, Angie, completely. I mean, I recognize that you know i am on my path and i am learning the way that i'm learning it's not about speed it's just about you know appreciating the process i was told by a, a spiritual a spirit friend of mine um that part of the reason that i am going as slow as i'm going is so that i don't overload my body and overload my system because um, i've chosen that i've chosen to be slow so that my body can adjust and adapt um, accordingly and that's the choice that i've made and that makes sense to me that resonates with
2: me so um thank you guys for your comments and your questions um
0: anything else nick that you want to bring up or share or talk about uh, have it be your experience or or anything else that's coming through yeah
1: i've everything up right uh, experience anyone wants to connect with me offline, talk more. I'm happy to talk more about my experiences and share them. Um, yeah. Off, offline and in private conversations as well. So I'm open to that.
2: Uh, any comments or questions from, from anybody that's currently with us?
0: One thing that I will uh, mention again, just because it, it, it's just happening. Um, a lot of us will talk about the importance of drinking water. Um, I had somebody, one of my, my teachers, um, colleagues, uh, Renee and Anthony, who are currently channeling uh, Mary Magdalene
2: and Yeshua, they were part of season one, uh, they'll be back in season three, in a conversation with them. I I think it
0: was Anthony that mentioned that when we connect with Spirit, it takes a lot of energy to do that, and water is energy, which is the reason that we are reminded time and time again to drink a lot of water. Um, And I bring this up because it's really important, as you guys are in the audience, audience of these connections, you are connecting with energy as well. It's inevitable part of the vibrational experience with these conversations. Uh, so please drink a lot of water i have run out of my water um that i've been drinking and my my mouth feels very
2: parched right now um and so it's really important that we drink a lot of water so i'm bringing that up as a as a little kind of reminder
1: hydrate as well
2: yeah. yeah so cool guys um If
0: nothing else, I'm I'm happy to 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 bring this conversation to a close if you feel like there's nothing else that that you want to share or bring up. Great.
1: Well if anyone else, like like I say, want to connect offline, you can find me and ask Daniel how to contact me and I'm happy to share any more thoughts that you might
0: have. Absolutely. Yeah. And and um uh, there's information uh, there'll be information in the uh, in the 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 details of uh, of this conversation um, with regards to, to how to connect with you. Okay. Oh,
2: um, just gonna yeah, I go. just wanted to say thank you to Nick cause that was uh, really fascinating to hear. And thank you for sharing that with us. You're Very cool. Yeah. Um, so I've got,
0: I, I was just double checking that, that I've got your, your details on, on the website. Um, and whoever's listening to this after the fact, uh, details will also be in the description of, of however it is that you're hearing this. Um, one thing that I do want to mention is Nick is being kind, is really kind in offering, uh, anybody that's interested, um, uh, connection with the energy of their home, have it be in person. If somebody lives near New York city, um, you can, can coordinate with him and. He'll come into your home and and uh, and connect with the energies there and and do like a, a reading of sorts and he can also work with you remotely if that's something that you're interested in again if you can connect with him uh directly uh again through the website um you're welcome to do so and for those of you that are listening to this after the live sessions this is an opportunity that is uh offered to the people that are attending the the live streaming of the of this season um so come kind of beginning of september uh please respect that um so thank you guys for being here um nick thank you so much for for talking to us about your journey your experience um the things that you are learning how you are growing um really really appreciate your willingness to to share that with us
1: thank you it was great great definitely
0: And so everybody else, thank you guys for being with us. Um, The next session will be at the top of the hour once again.
2: um, And I will leave you guys with uh, being spirit, being human, and simply being from love.